Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast. This is your host, Bill. I'm joined with Alan, buddy. What's what happening, man? <laughs> Jeez, do I sound sound awoke now? Yeah, you do. Okay. I don't. It's weird. I'm drinking coffee at four o'clock. I know. Because right about now, I've already come out of my second nap. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're old. Uh, nah. So, so today, well, whenever this comes out, I don't know when it'll be, but uh, we're doing a National Women's History Month where we wanted to talk to um, some women, um, and get their favorite Bible character, favorite, uh, personal, uh, character, a a woman and have them kind of talk about that and anything and anything they want to talk about, because I think it really, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Let me introduce our guest. Uh, we have Erica Clay with us. Hi, Erica. How are you? Hi, how are you guys? I don't know why I sound like I'm, I'm trying to rush through this intro thing we have like all the time in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm usually talking to Alan and we're back and forth a mile an hour. So now when you add a third dimension into this, it's like, <laughs> it's crazy because you want to give that person plenty of time to talk. Right. Uh, but anyways, we wanted to do something for the month of March that would, I don't want to say celebrate. I think that term gets used, overused to honor uh, women, especially women in the Bible that come from godly women. That's my dog scratching himself and he's hitting the wall. I don't know if you could hear that, but it sounded like somebody was breaking in. Um, But to honor women that wanted to tell a story about their favorite character from the Bible, but also a personal uh, character that they know, somebody that that was an influence in their life. And I think that's, I think it's just honoring to do that. Uh, We, you know, we, we, what did we say? Uh, We just, we were talking earlier and I think sometimes we miss stuff in the Bible. Like we just, we read it, but we don't apply the things in the Bible to our life. And we miss a lot of characters in the Bible. We don't always see the significance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The significance of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, it's your podcast. You uh, go where you want and talk about what you want. I'd like to hear some about you. I'm sure other people that listen would like to hear about you too. So okay. oh, great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm Erica. Um, I have been a writer. Gosh, um, I do math. I can't do that. But since 2009, um, I, I graduated college and I actually got my degree in creative writing. And um, that's something that I've always wanted to do is to be a, an author. Um, and so I uh, started writing a book back then, um, have actually written a couple, but it's, it's interesting because my worldview and my perspective changed from the time that I started writing, you know, those novels back then to who I am now. Um, I went and, you know, as far as my faith journey from, um, uh, being an atheist to, um, being a born again believer. And so that was a very pivotal, <laughs> as you can imagine moment, uh, for me, especially when it comes to, um, my books and, and what I want to put out there for the sure. world. It, 
it's no, yeah, it's no longer about me. I, I remember because I was a weird kid, but when I was younger, you know, always wanted to be an author. I remember like looking in the mirror and pretending I was talking to Oprah all the time. And she was interviewing me about, you know, my next bestseller. And I was like, you know, 10. And like, this was my focus. Like, you know, for right. me, I never wanted to, I never wanted to, um, you know, get married or have kids or anything like that. Like I want to be a writer and, and maybe perhaps eventually a professor in a small new England college, you know, like that was my dream. And yeah, so that was like my, right. You know, like that was my focus and that's, that's who I was going to be. Um, and, it, and it's actually quite interesting that we're, we're doing this, you know, as far as like women's history, because again, growing up, you know, in addition to that, I was such a huge fan of like Gloria Steinem and like, um, Betty Friedan and like all these people. And, and, and now, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I kind of see through that type of, um, perspective. Not, not as far so much as, your idols anymore, right? Not like, my idols anymore yeah. at all, at all. Um, you know, I, I think I see, I see what they're desiring, um, but the way they're going about it right. is just, you know, off the mark. But that's, you could say that about pretty much anyone or anything, I guess nowadays. But, um, so yeah, so definitely there was a change in my heart and change in my perspective on, on what I wanted to accomplish in this life. And so now, you know, I've submitted it all to Christ, you know, what he wants me to write, how he wants me to write, where I need to go, what I need to do with it. You know, I'm, I give that to him. And, um, it's not easy because, you know, for a while I actually decided that I wasn't going to write at all. I was like, okay, I'm off social media. I got off everything. I stopped writing because in my mind, I, I guess I had connected writing with who I used to be. Yeah. And I thought, well, there's no way I could ever write a Christian novel. I mean, I, you know, I'm right. not Amish. I mean, like, like if you read a lot of the books, they're like Amish and, you know, like all these things. I'm like, I have to know that, you know, like my life is, you know, <laughs> definitely different. My past is way different than that. So like, well, how am I supposed to, you know, reconcile that? And so, um, so I was just like, well, I guess that's not for me anymore. But of course, like writing's like the only thing I know how to do. So, um, so after, you know, taking a break and just praying about it and just giving in God, hands i realized that like you wanted me to do something with it that's different and that's okay and i know that that means that i will most likely never be a number one national bestseller and that's okay because i kind of straddle like you know this idea of of you know hurt in the secular world with who i think were to be as christ followers but i just don't fit in that like cushy christian you know bubble when it comes to writing either. And so, um, I realized that like, especially when you read scripture, I mean, there's, you know, nobody fits into something no, like that. Wow. Like, you no, know, at all. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a man-made thing, like a very, you know, like this is what church is and this is who you need to be type thing. And that's, so you just woke I, yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Jeez. Yeah. This is going to be a three hour conversation. I can already tell. Like, well, it's just, yeah. it's so interesting. Interesting, man. Like when you start to, when you start to talk, I mean, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go down that road because it'll be so distracting. Uh, nah, I'm not going to do it. Okay. It's just what was interesting to me when, so on Instagram, I run the GraceWorks account and, and when I started to open it up and follow a bunch of people, man, I mean, I, I, mean, I was going after like all the the popular Christians, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, Andy Stanley and just oh, all God. these, yeah. all yeah. these big accounts that had a lot of followers because I just wanted to tag everything and everybody and yeah. just put the stuff out there. But yeah. I started following people that were, well, what I did recently 
and, and, and not about me, but how I got connected to you was I was following Tina, uh, and we had Real? Tina, yes, Rial, and we okay, had yeah. Tina on uh, our podcast. Sometimes my brain goes faster than my mouth can yeah. keep up, so we yeah, had Tina, on, <laughs> Tina on the podcast, and and for some reason I don't know, I saw your stuff come up, and I started reading through it. And the interesting thing for me is you you don't hold back from the ugly side of Christianity. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a reality to it. Everybody thinks that as soon as you become saved, everything's clean right. and comfortable and nice and going to church and we're all in the rules and following the guidelines. It doesn't yeah. work out like that. Absolutely. Right. Uh, well, I think it's very interesting that you said, you know, you are different. You're not going to, you don't fit in with the, you know, the clean gut, the, the typical Christian, I should say. Yeah. Right. And, and that's exactly right. I think we all, because we all have a priesthood, we all need to be yeah. talking to other people and people are going to relate to you that will not relate to that, that preacher in the front of the, of the church you know, and vice versa. You know, there's, yeah. we all need to be out there sharing because everyone is help needs help and everyone is in different place in their life. Well, I don't think you have to be careful about it anymore. Exactly, I think yeah. there was a period where people had to be careful about their Christianity yeah. and it became mm-hmm. cautious. Well, she said, it. you know, there's a mold. Christianity has fit into a mold for so long and yep. people are like, well, yep. you have to look this way and smell this way yep. and act yep. this way. Yep. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not that way. And more right. and more people are realizing that, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyways, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, yeah, okay. Not bad. (laughs) Back to you, Erica. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. No, I could talk about this stuff all day too. I I think, you know, I, I was born and raised in um, the Catholic church. And so a lot of what I pull from, even now, you know, when I'm writing is like, um, a lot of beautiful, rich church history, but at the same time, you know, it's interesting how legalistic it gets. And not just, you know, Catholic church, I'm talking about religion in general, you know, yeah, like it, yes. it's just easy how we can just twist scripture because even on the other side of it, it was like, okay, I'm a born again Christian. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And so like I go to church and I'm expecting like, I don't know, like people who've been doing this longer than me, quote unquote, to be guiding me a certain way. And all of a sudden I'm looking around like, well, this ain't right either. That's, so right. Like, That's a letdown. Yeah, it is. And it, and it hurts your heart. Like I remember like, I was a big like Robbie Zacharias fan. Like I was like, gosh, man, this man's so intelligent. I mean, he just gets it. And then I like goes up in your face. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. But that was a good lesson for me because it's like, here I was letting some guy like, you know, dictate, you know, what faith was, you know, at least in that particular season of my life. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, that's on me. You know, like I, I I think you can, you know, definitely read other people's work and, and, you know, understand their experience. But at the end of the day, like I'm just kind of over, I guess the hyper, um, I, I don't know the way like we, we constantly want to come up with these ideologies and, right. and yeah. you know, how, yeah. And, and how we define doctrine and like all this stuff. And, and yeah, some of us it's right in front of to, us. <laughs> yeah, I know it's right there. Yeah, like, why, it, why are we, we doing these things? And so there's definitely a lot of walls that need to be broken down. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think, you know, we talk about like, um, 
you know, in this whole like progressive Christianity, you know, this whole idea of deconstruction, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's cool. I get it. If you've been in church all this time, then yeah, there's probably a point where you need to sit and you need to look at what really is this whole, like, I've heard the term like evangelical industrial machine versus what is true faith and what is really coming from scripture, right? Like, yeah, you need that moment, but you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater either. You can't just say, okay, all of this is nonsense because that's not true either. And so I just wish we lived in a world where um, logic and making sense made sense and like we could just you know calmly it's not as common as everybody thinks it is in christianity they have made christianity and been a follower of christ they've made it so complicated it's not complicated but men have made it so complicated for our fault yeah Yeah, absolutely oh yeah and the leaders i'm not saying the men like you and i and no i'm i'm erica i'm I'm saying i'm with you like we've alan i've been talking about this for a while and then and it's not it's definitely not new from us but and we and we try to be sensitive i guess to the nature of other people that we may influence from a podcast a christian podcast because it's very important to share the gospel with people and to minister and to and to preach the things of Christ, but you have to be careful, right? Like we can't taint yeah. it with Bill and Alan. And the thing yeah. is, is there, I'm, I'm telling you, and Alan, I've been talking about this for, for a while. There's a revolution coming when people yeah. are not going to be looking to the church anymore I because think they're not getting and and, yeah. and that doesn't mean the church is bad. Right. There are good, good churches out there, yeah. but right. people have to be careful. If that is what you're looking for to feed you and fill you and, and, you know, yeah. pat you on the back, you're looking in the wrong spot. I think more and more yeah, people really. are realizing the churches have dropped the ball. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's because oh. men drop the ball. Right. True. Man, right. Honestly. Okay. So right. anyways, uh, where were we? <laughs> Eric, it was no, time no. we cut her off. Yeah, I'm sorry. It get, we get oh, so no, fired up, man. I'm like, okay, I'm getting in here. Yeah. No, um, it's true. No, I, I appreciate that. And I like how you, you know, you guys mentioned, um, you know, revolution, because I've been feeling this for a while now. And, and I was even talking to my sister-in-law about it a couple of years ago. And, and really what was interesting is like, even before like COVID hit, I remember like standing in a restaurant, looking around, I'm like, one day we're not going to be able to do this anymore. And I don't know what like came over me, but it was this whole idea of we live in a fantasy land. Like, you know, like yeah, this isn't yeah. real, like none of it's real. And so, um, so yeah, like our feelings feel, don't matter. <laughs> right. but, but yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I mean, again, if you read scripture, I mean, things happen, God makes things move. And I really feel that too, that, that, that there is a revolution. There's, there's, you know, revival or something coming that's not going to look like people think it's going to look. Yeah, right. And so it's just, I don't know. It's and, been interesting for sure. And I was actually thinking yeah. about that. You know, you, you brought up um, revival. I think it's going to be more than a revival because yeah, it seems so temporary, right? Yeah, revival. It does right, because you, right. have, you see churches that have a revival for a week yeah. and then everybody yeah. gets ju- you know jacked up and they're all excited and everything. And then the revival over and they're back to their selves. They're I like, know yeah. this is going to sound yeah. horrible. Revivals are fundraisers. Like it's just, mm-hmm. and, and I know that sounds very harsh, but it is a, <laughs> gee, I know Alan's about to slap me in the back of the head. No. They're, they're, a, they're a fundraiser for whoever's coming in to conduct the revival. It's a partnership that raises well, funds to be revived. You have to first be 
in a position where you love Christ and you Listen. want that and you're jacked up. Dude, the, so, the revival so. should have lasting fruits. Exactly. Yes. And after a revival, a month later, do you still see that revival in the church? No, no, no. They have, they have, they have another one. Nah. Yeah, exactly. See, right. Is, right. This is interesting to me because like I didn't know, like I just thought like revival meant like okay, we're getting back on track. I didn't know this was like a thing and there's fundraisers and money involved. Like that, that's like an actual thing. Well, well, listen, I mean, you, you can say that it's not intended for that purpose, but when you have a missionary or somebody coming in Got it. and okay. and they come, I mean, do you guys not give a love offering at a church for the person doing the revival above and beyond them coming in and preaching? I mean, a love offering uh, to me is something that's settled amongst the church and the person that's there to give them some money for coming in. I'm not saying it's bad. It. I'm not no. saying it's bad. I'm just saying that, that that's no, you're, you're missing. The, people are missing the mark if that's what they're paying attention to. Yeah. No, I absolutely get that. No, like, I guess I've, I've never been a part of one. So I didn't oh, okay. know, oh, like my in bad. my mind, but no, no, no. Yeah. See, again, born right Catholic. I have no yeah. idea what this is, but like, and in, in the past, like six years, um, we, you know, we were going to, uh, different churches and it got to the point where like, I would cry every day because I was like, this is not it. Like, this is not God's church, you know? So like I was yeah. praying and praying and praying and I eventually, we ended up, at a church that, um, is focus. Our, our focus is disciples making disciples. So oh, when I think revival, <laughs> like I don't, I guess, I guess it would be needed for people that like, don't have that in their heart every day anyway, and need to get excited or something, or, you know what I'm you saying? Should, yeah. And revival I, should be in the community where right. there's people that are, where Christianity isn't flowing. Yeah. Yes, the church is the go. last place that you know, technically exactly. need okay. revival. Yes. A revival, right? Because <laughs> yeah. all I see is like, when I see my brothers and my family and my church and no, none of us are perfect, but we are the first ones to tell you pastor included, we are not perfect. And so like, I just see people every day given up to Jesus. It doesn't look pretty. None of us have it perfect. Yeah. And no yeah. one will tell you that. And I'm so thankful to have found those people because it is not everywhere. Like you don't find that everywhere. Nah. And I'm like, but this is what it is. You know, the church, the church truly was communal back mm -hmm. when Christ walked, everybody there had one thing in common, one interest in mind. And it was Christ. Yeah. It was yeah. the Messiah. They, yeah. they wanted to learn as much as they could by forsaking everything else and being around him. And unfortunately today we're so inundated with everything else in our life that he isn't the first he, right. he becomes a Sunday afternoon worship or Sunday yeah. morning worship and a Wednesday evening Bible study. And then throughout the week we do our lives because we've given to Christ those yeah. two measly yeah. hours a week. I think people have right. misconstrued the definition of being a Christian. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like two days a week, but being a Christian is actually living every day of the week. Christ-like yeah. and yes. it's not, it's not in a building. It's not, you know, the four walls. You can't, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but you shouldn't, I think the three of us would agree. You shouldn't feel like you've done enough. You shouldn't feel like right. you've met a mark. You, the, yeah. the, our, our, our basic conversations should, we should desire to go have another, you know, uh, invigorating conversation about Christ or, or, you know, yeah. reaching other people. And what, I mean, I just walk around, man. I mean, I'm, I'm only, this has only happened to me for three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't been living this way for 20 years for three years now, but I'll tell you, I've been keeping up the pace or stepping on the gas harder. And yeah. And I get so deflated to see people that are in church and they're just not as, 
or mm-hmm. even, or even not even church people that say they're Christians and they're yeah. just not revved up. Yeah. Like they're yeah. just like lukewarm. You talk to them and they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's almost worse talking to them than like a non-believer who's interested in, Oh, well, how many, yeah. you know, like, Ab- like you are absolutely right. You know? You yeah. We get right. jacked up and pumped up to have a conversation about Christ. Alan and I talk to each other. I'm, I'm telling you, man, we must talk to each other 20 hours a week besides the podcast, oh, at, sure. least, at least I'm a couple sure, hours yeah. each day. And that's good. And, but it's not, I told him uh, a while ago, I'm like, I don't even know what your hobbies are. <laughs> like right. I have no idea, but that's not where our interest should be. It yeah. shouldn't be, right. we shouldn't be worried about the things that moth and rust will eat. Like it's not, right. it shouldn't right. matter. That's not, and people get caught, even Christians, the best Christians get caught up in it. Oh, get us fired up, man. Yeah, we better let her we we better let her continue so she can get her story. <laughs> we just got excited. Uh, so no. all right, so you you were mid stream writing a book when you converted? Or tra- so, should say transitioned, um, I guess, not convert. Well, it's a conversion. Yeah, it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I I guess, so yeah, I was, I was born and raised Catholic. And once I hit college, I, I became an atheist. Like I was just like, yeah, that's not for me. Um, so I was an atheist and then I moved to, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, my sister-in-law at the time who was like my good, you know, party fun friend decided to become a Christian. I was like, what? You know, like I was mad, like, I mean, like, what are you doing with your life? Like now I have to like sit here and, you know, like, and no, listen to all this stuff. Up. I know. I know. And it was so funny because they would come over her and uh, my brother-in-law come over and we'd have conversations about, um, you know, uh, about faith and all this stuff. And of course, at the time I'm, you know, defending the Catholic church, even though I'm an atheist, I don't know why, but like, it was like, I guess, you know, you want the Catholic, always Catholic. I don't know. So like, you grow up and I'm like, <laughs> telling her, well, no, this means that and Peter was the first Pope and we're not number one and like all this right, stuff and it right. makes no sense. Yeah. And so she's like, you know, like talking to me about scripture and faith and all this stuff. And so at that time, like, um, I was writing a book and my focus was again, like me, 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 you know, I was married, I had a daughter and everything and I love them both. But like, the book, you know, like it's, you know, that's what, you know, my purpose on earth type thing. And so my focus was all there. And, and also additionally, I was doing a lot of like meditation and yoga because that's like my ch- way to chill out. And that was my spirituality and all that. And so, um, the, it started just one night and, and this happened for like three months. Um, straight that every night um, I would um, like I was going to bed I wouldn't go to sleep I'd be fully awake but I couldn't move I couldn't move I couldn't talk it was like sleep paralysis and I saw some of the darkest things like demonic demons um, and I, I couldn't move I couldn't like talk to my husband I couldn't like do anything and I'd also start to and this sounds weird but like I feel like I was spinning out outside of my body like where I was on top of the ceiling and I could see me but I I was also not there and it was just the weirdest thing. And so like the next day I would wake up and I was totally fine, but I was thinking that like, am I going crazy? Like, what is this? Right. I'm like talking. Yeah. I'm talking to my husband. Like, Oh my gosh. He's going, and I'm also, is she going yeah, crazy? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, are you okay? No. Um, and I also felt like I'd have these like, um, deep feelings of like, like, like doing just bad things. Like my husband, my daughter, like it was just really strange. And I could feel myself fighting against it. 
like I, I knew like it wasn't me, like it was something coming at me and forcing this on me. And I would, I felt like I was, I don't know, like spiritually fighting against it. It was the, the weirdest thing. And so it would happen every night and it happened for three months. And during this time, the whole time, my sister-in-law was like, you gotta come to our church. You gotta come to our church. And I'm like, I am going to your church. And so I finally broke down on one Sunday. Yeah, the and devil I was like, knew you were close. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. And I, I think that's what it was. I was like, fine, we'll go to your church. And, and my husband's like, seriously, we're going. I was like, yeah, that <laughs> way they won't have to happy. ask Yeah. It'll make you happy. You know, we'll just go. So we went, of course, it was a message that we needed to hear. Um, we actually ended up going to Southeast in uh, Louisville, um, Southeast Christian church. And the, the pastor there is um, now main pastor there is Kyle Adelman. And I remember he was just, just preaching a message on love. And it was just like, my soul just like, just like melting. Like it just felt like, Oh, you know, like I, this is what I needed, you know, this is what I need to hear. But of course they would admit that. And so, um, we were, you know, after the service, uh, my, I was like, yeah, maybe we go next week. And my husband's like, why would we do that? And I was like, well, they have coffee. Why not? You know? So we ended up, um, <laughs> going again, like, yeah, they, they literally had a coffee bar. It was like a Starbucks. I was like, okay, I might be able to get on board with this. But anyway, so, but they, you know, I, I needed to hear that message and I knew it. So what was interesting is like every night that would keep happening to me, these, attacks and I would say Jesus name. And as soon as I did, they went away, but then it would keep happening the next night, the next night. Um, and so after, you know, three months of this, because I guess I'm a very stubborn person. And also, you know, while I'm going to church as well, um, one night, like I was like, you know, I confessed and repented and said, Lord, I will change my life. I am so sorry. You know, just take it all, please. You know, and I, and I confessed and I, I told him that, you know, he has all of me, like, this is it. And I slept like a baby and I've never had a text since. So it was wow. so bizarre. Yeah. And so then after that, um, I then knew in my heart, it's like, I have to get baptized. Like I just, I just knew. And it was weird because it was like, no one like taught me, you know, like this is what you do yeah, next right, or whatever. Right. I just, I just had heard of it. And I knew like, no, I have to do this. There's something inside of me saying like, this has to be done. So I went and I got baptized and my life's just never been the same. You know, it's we've had, really we've weird. had conversations, uh, Alan and I not probably, I don't think we've ever really talked about it on a podcast. So, I mean, we, mm -hmm. we have side conversations about, <clears throat> about baptism. And if you, if you come to know Christ, like if you turn your life, like if you, if you know mm -hmm. what it's about and you have understanding and you turn to Christ and say, you know, Hey, whether it's a, whether it's a horrible situation or whether you just do it on your own fruition, if you, if you do that under understanding baptism is the easy part, like yeah. that is, mm -hmm. that is coming before Christ yeah. in a way that, that you can profess. I mean, we can't do anything else. There's nothing else we can do. We yeah, can't give right. our lives. That doesn't, right. that right. doesn't seal the deal. Like it doesn't, doesn't make us any better. Like we can't. So the only thing we can yeah. do is profess, uh, you know, publicly in a way. And, and, and I don't, you know, Alan said this before, like, I don't know a Christian that wouldn't yeah. want to be baptized after they've turned their life to Christ. Absolutely. And actually I find, I, yeah. I find it very interesting that you said you just knew in your heart and I, that's important. I believe, man. Yeah. That so important. When the Holy spirit moves in your life, you know, the things that need to take place. No one has yeah. to tell you. These things are so hard for people to really comprehend because yeah. we fight so often. Uh, you know, I was uh, 49 
when I turned mm-hmm. my life to Christ and I, my yeah. entire life I lived, man, I lived, I lived not even close. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if oh, I wasn't yeah. even close yeah. to the word Lord or, or the word yeah. Christ, anything. And it's just, yeah. you know, I wasn't, I'm not saying I was a bad person, but I wasn't living in a way that I could comprehend what this looked like, what this yeah. life looks like. This is a yeah. completely different life. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's in, in all ways. I mean, you can, you could have eight hours worth of conversation on this and still couldn't convince people that this is the way they should live their lives. It has to come from within their heart has to change for it. Um, It, it, You're so right about that. I remember like, it's like the amazing grace, you know, I was blind. Now I see. And it was like, after I started to see, I felt like um, I really felt like it was that scene from the stepper stepper wise when she's looking around, like everyone's a robot. (laughs) It's like, Oh my gosh, it's like, what is happening? And you can't tell them that you can't tell them the road, you know, like you're right. It has to come from within, you know, like my wife lost a a lot of friends when she, you know, she, she was Mm -hmm. saved back when she was a teenager. But when, when I was saved, we, we really, ran after the Lord together because we knew that was the only thing that was going to save our marriage. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. have worked otherwise unequally, but oh, right. she lost a lot of friends, uh, because of that. Um, especially mm-hmm. ones that weren't Christian, uh, specifically mm-hmm. ones that weren't Christian. And that's hard, man. You have to, you know, I remember, I remember telling, telling her, I have to put God first. Like I don't have, there is no other way. And that's not to say that you can't still be in a marriage and your family. It's just that you have to put him first. Like that's just the way it works. Uh, Thank goodness she was on board with that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. No, I get it. My husband and I talk about that all the time because we, you know, he had been, baptized in the Baptist church. Um, and then for a while he was going to the Pentecostal church, but he, and a long time ago, and he did this all on his own. And then his parents, you know, followed suit. Um, but then he like, you know, in college just like walked away from it. And then he met me who wasn't the best of influences. And so like, we like kind of walked together in this whole, like, you know, darkness type thing. And then we, we both like during that time when I got baptized, like he recommitted his life and we've been walking together ever since. And, and before like all this happened, and we had a good friend who got married and he was a strong Christian. And so was his wife. And I remember she was saying their vows to get to each other. And she was saying like that we, you know, pray that we always put God first and that, you know, he's the one that, you know, is going to strengthen our marriage and like all these things. I looked at Matt at the time, because of course I was an atheist and I was like, what does that mean? I mean, why would you right, put something right. in, you know, in between you and your spouse is right or die. Like what's wrong with this? Like, like, like I really was like, <laughs> right like what is, yeah, it made no sense to yeah. me. And yeah. then now on the other end of it, it's like, I can't imagine him not putting God first because if he's not putting God first, then he can't lead our family. You know, like it's, right, yeah. it's, it's same for me, if I'm not, then I can't be a good wife to him and a good mother. But and, think about it as a non-Christian. It's so like, I don't even, strange. how do you even understand that? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Now, now, <laughs> you really can't. now as, as much depth as you have in Christianity, you can see it. Like you can, you you can, mm-hmm. we look, we're more critical of people that Christians that don't do it, uh, mm-hmm. in a sense that because it, it kind of weakens the faith in general, like as a, a community, it weakens the faith when you have Christians that are weak and it's like, you know, you want to, you want to kick people and be like, Hey, get fired up. Right. Like you should yeah. be, you oh, should yeah. be fired up right now. <laughs> like, right. Oh man. Uh, so, so you, you did all that. Then you you get baptized. What is, uh, 
what's the time time frame? I would, I guess I would ask like that you've been, that you've been saved. Um, so I think it's been six years now. So oh, I think, awesome. or actually about seven, it'll, I think it'd be seven this year, the seven okay. years. Yeah. Do you um, feel like so yeah, submission yeah. is like a, to God, it plays a, a big part in your faith? Oh, absolutely. Like, and I think that's part of the reason why, like, you know, you're talking about, you know, how, um, when I talk on my Instagram account, like it's not sugarcoated. And I think the reason why is because it can't be, because I think like the stronger, you know, you, you are in your walk and I don't mean like, Oh, perfect walk with Christ. Like, no, I'm talking about like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's I ugly just constantly, <laughs> yeah, it is ugly. And I, I constantly question myself and I'm, I'm looking at my heart a lot more and everything feels mm-hmm. like, gross and simple, you know, like, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, no, you know, it's it just, can't be false yeah, advertising. It, it can't be. And it's not, you know, I, so that's why it blows my mind a lot of times when, you know, there's that whole weird stigma or I don't know what you want to call it of like what Christianity is supposed to be like, like candy coated and perfect and stuff. And I'm like, but there, that doesn't make sense. You know, well, people, so like I, they wouldn't have oh, been so disappointed with Ravi if they didn't place him on such a pedestal. He was still a human being and still had very much the sin nature of everybody else. And he's still going to go to heaven. I still feel like, you know, he, he died a saved man. We might not like what he did, but we're all, you know, everybody's one step away from uh, from being in the same position as everybody. If they, if they haven't already. And when you think that you're not right, you're you're really close. And and the fact of the matter Mm -hmm. is we just don't know everybody else's sin. So his was made public. So, you know, we can't, that's the problem, man. We put people on a pedestal and then they mess up and we're like, Oh my, I can't believe that. Well, yeah, you can. We're all idiots. Like we, we all mess up. We just have to, we just have to keep seeking, seeking Christ. Like we still have to continue to do that. Can't give up. And and that's like, you know what the race is. And and that's, you know, something my husband says all the time is like one of the things that hit him the most when we were, you know, going to Southeast was how Adelman said, like, if you're not the worst sinner, you know, you don't know yourself very well. And so I was like, and that made so much sense to me. I'm like, it is it's like because it's true and and so i think um yeah i, I think it's it's a long race but the the biggest you know the key to it is perseverance and keep going and keep trusting in god because we can't do it on our own at all no we and and when we the bible talks a lot about humility and humbling ourselves and when we stop doing that really in the face mm-hmm. of god then we're going to get checked. I mean, yeah, or things yeah. in our lives are going to get checked. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's a great intro. <laughs> uh, do you want to, you, you uh, told me earlier that you wanted to talk about Deborah, right? As one of the favorite yeah. characters in the Bible. So do you want to share yeah. with us why that's why she is? Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I have, well, told me to just pick one. So I don't, no, what, I, I have, yeah. Talk about hard, how many right? you want. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I always, I always really like, um, Jeremiah and just cause he just seems really sad and beat up and, and I can relate to that. I think, you know, it, it, it you know, that, that walk is definitely very hard. So, yeah. um, definitely him. Um, and I believe it's him that he, he, he didn't bring anyone to God. I think the whole time that he was a prophet, um, if I, if I remember correctly, I remember yeah, hearing I that right. and yeah. It, I think, yeah. And, and that always like, you know, and it's so funny because now it's like we read, you know, 
his his story and then now we you know it, it's i don't know it always like makes me think well it doesn't matter you know erica it doesn't matter if no one reads your stuff it doesn't matter at all you're doing this for god you know and this is i don't know so his story always like means a lot to me but um but um and then jonah just running away he's just like he's like nope like <laughs> you know i don't know um that always hits me too but um but i, I chose deborah just because of like I, like I told you guys before, like growing up, I think, you know, I leaned very hardcore feminist type tendencies. And then, you know, someone like Deborah, she just seems like just a very sound woman of God who's there, you know, to do God's work. And um, she, I, I don't know, just uh, her strength, I think, is amazing. Um, and that, um, I don't know, I think um, something that I, I, I I don't know. I can, I can relate to as far as like, you know, those weekdays, you know, when I don't feel so strong or if I feel um, that I oftentimes in my life, I've always felt kind of strange as far as being, not being like your typical girl or right. woman as I've, you know, gotten older or typical mother and things like that. But knowing that like God has given me something specific, kind of like he gave her something specific and it was for him and his glory. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't fit, you know, that perfect mold or whatever. But, um, so that, um, so I don't know. So that definitely hits me as well. Um, yeah, I'm a big, um, I'm like, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, you know, people were, how do I say this without really messing it up too much, but there's a purpose why people were put in the Bible, right? Like why mm-hmm. people, why certain stories, right? When you think about certain stories you read, you're like, how did that make it in there? But there's mm-hmm. the, the sole purpose is God's glory. Like there is mm-hmm. no, there is no other, there's no other reason, even though this story might seem insignificant, every single person mm-hmm. It was a glorification of God, whether it was because of his wrath or his goodness, it didn't matter either way. And, and so I look at a lot of, man, I look at a lot of these people in the Bible. Cause I have my, some of my favorite characters are just really, they're just off. Like I told Alan today, Gomer is one of my favorite and she mm-hmm. was, she was a prostitute. Right. You know, she, and, but for me, I think that parallels uh, you know, the story that God was trying to tell through that story was that, you know, the, the people were <laughs> treating him as a prostitute. Uh, right. So anyways, I think, you know, and the whole reason I wanted to do this is, is I wanted women to tell stories about women that they found uh, unique for them in the Bible. Cause I think it's important that we always talk about the Bible, but also, you didn't have to, I mean, you didn't have to pick a woman. It was, you know, it could be whoever, but you know, the fact, cause the fact that we have you on here and you're talking about uh, Christ centered content is important. Um, and I don't even, did I even say it on the, this podcast? Did I even mention why we were doing this for national women's history? You did for March. I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I got all sidetracked. You're over, he's yeah. over there doodling. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He's making notes. I'm, yeah, I'm listening. He's, he's making notes. Um, so I know, I know you talked about her. I, I don't. I have to be honest. I don't know much about Deborah. Is it? Is it Deborah the the one in, in Judges? Is it? She one? is. Yeah. Okay, the prophet. Yeah, yeah. The prophet. She's yes. the only prophet uh, Israel ever had. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. The prophetess, I, the wife of a lap. I don't know how you say his name. 
Oh, she was the yeah. wife of Lapidoth, Lapidoth, whatever. Yeah, La- Lapidoth. I, I just okay. know that because I have it up right here. So, it's oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, uh. yeah, no, yeah, and and so I mean, I think that too is pretty interesting. It's like you know, why her, and then why did God, you know, decide to choose a woman, you know, like, and then you know, whenever I think it was Cesara, right? Or no, not um, yeah, yeah, it was Cesara, um, right? there right yeah and give them into your hands and then you know she's speaking with Barack and and he at the time you know didn't have the courage to go unless she went with him and yeah, then he she said, said i'll only go if she goes yes right? if you if yeah. you go yeah and she's like yeah i'll go with you but realize that you know the you know it will be a woman right that gets the honor um and will deliver cesara the hands of a woman or whatever and so and that that was interesting because it's like she just seems just very like, all right, you know, like courageous, like this is, this is what needs to take place and I'll do it. Um, and so I don't know. I just, I, I really, I like that. I like just that she, she doesn't seem to be surprised or, you know, frightened, you know, she's not, mm-hmm. you know. There seems in- to be a certain level of confidence in the old Testament yeah. for some of the characters. Like they, yeah. they, they don't waver a lot because they know, especially with her, mm-hmm. she just had this confidence about her that, yeah, okay, well, just know that yeah. this is going to happen if, if, you know, if I end up having to go then. And I like it because it shows that God will use anyone. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes there's a man that won't step up and a woman has to step up. You well, know, I mean, so you can't, you can't, you can't get caught right now. You're yeah. going to trigger me, Alan. Okay. You can't get caught up in like social things like that because that's what we created. Right. We created yep. all that garbage. There was oh no gosh. social issue in the very beginning with Adam and Eve. No social issue. None. Mm-hmm. It was sin. No social issue. It wasn't because I felt unequal. It wasn't, no. you know what I'm saying? There, there wasn't all that. We created all this stuff and it's yeah. just, it's, it's, that's lunacy. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I liked, I liked her. I didn't know enough about her really to kind of keep up other than what I read through judges, but um, yeah. she seemed pretty, pretty well, uh, well to do throughout her, her story. Anyways, what was the yeah. other, you had somebody else, you were going to talk about your pastor's wife. Um, was that it or no? No. Oh no. The other person. No, no it's yeah. um, Amy Sullivan actually. <laughs> of all who, people. Who is it? Well then, so she was Helen Keller's teacher or. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, do so, you tell. Know, so Helen, <laughs> Helen Keller, um, you know, was, and I, she wasn't born blind and deaf, but she became, um, I think a little bit later, I think she was around two or three, maybe when, you know, she lost her sight and her hearing. Right. And so Annie Sullivan was the teacher that they, um, had brought in to, to help her. And, and Annie Sullivan's story. I mean, I, I, I watched the miracle worker growing up and watched it here not too long ago with my daughter. But, um, for me, like I loved, I just love like the patience and the love that she had for Helen. And she's doing like this one job that like nobody else can or wants to do because it's very difficult. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched the miracle worker, but there's this whole scene where they're just like going at it. Like Helen's like fighting her. She's fighting Helen and she's like locked the doors. And like the parents are like, what's going on in there? And they're just like, no. like a <laughs> what was out. the, what was the movie? The miracle worker. Okay. And, and it's basically because I mean, like Helen does understand. And also, you know, she's been catered to this whole time. Right. And so, and, and Annie's like trying to get her to follow these rules and like, she doesn't understand it, but she also doesn't want to understand it. You know, she doesn't want right. to have to look 
how to do this and she wants to do it her own way. And, and for me, you know, it warmed my heart because like I, my daughter, Ava, um, she's always had extreme ADHD. And so, and I've been homeschooling with her since like she was little. And so like the idea of just, you know, having that patience and that love and knowing that like things might not look like how you thought they were going to look, but they've become so much better because right. it's also grown you and changed who you are. Like, cause I think I told you guys in the beginning, like I never thought or ever, you know, desire necessarily get married or have kids or anything like that. Like my focus was totally different. And of course, God always has the greatest sense of humor and, and it's always, you know, <laughs> it's always there. He'll he show you. <laughs> yeah. Like you just watch this. And then, and also the, another thing that was interesting is like, I've always been very, um, like I was always the academic and I was always very quiet. And I was always like, I always got the coaches award every year because I was the only one that would like actually shut my mouth and listen to like what the coach was saying. And everyone else was like talking. And so <laughs> Say I, what? <laughs> yeah. So, and so I'd always assume that like, all these kids that were more like hyperactive and like, you know, try, I just thought, well, that's just bad parenting or, Oh, they're just not listening. And so I was very judgmental about it. And I knew that when I had a kid, well, of course she's going to be, you know, the spitting image of me and act exactly like me and be very polite. And like, you know, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know? And so for a while, you know, I feel like all guilty and like beat myself up. Like, okay, well, I'm obviously like a horrible mother. I don't know how to do this. And like, this is you know crazy, but you know, then like during my, during my journey, you know, like then I, you know, submitted to Christ. And once I submitted to him, it was like a lot easier. Not that like the parenting got easier, but that I knew that like he was in control of this and that one way or the other, all this is going to work out. And it's been crazy to see like year over year, like how, you know, she's developed and progressed. And now, you know, she's baptized and a baptized believer and like, how we're, you know, growing together in our faith and together as a family and stuff. And so, um, so yeah, so like Amy's, you know, just the patience and the love she had, and, and this wasn't even her own child, but like she right. was determined and yeah, and, and just kept persevering. And so that's been, that's been a big thing for me is the whole idea of perseverance, because I mean, Paul obviously talks about it and we know in a Christian walk, that's huge. But I think before I used to be very, um, just uh, impatient and I want it done now and I want it done my way. And if it's not going to be done my way, then I don't even want to do it. And like, yeah, you know, I know and how to do it better yeah. than everybody else. It sounds yeah, like me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that yeah, pretty much everybody else that decided, well, it's not all about me and I can't do it better. Yeah. I was the guy that God had to take the two before two and hit beside right. the head before right. I got it. So. Yes. And that's part of that humility, right? Like yeah. you're just not naturally be humble. No one is, but no. you, you learn that when you are struck down so many you can, times. Yeah, you, way can or be, another. Yeah, you can be taught humility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can't teach somebody, but you can teach them humility. And God has yeah. a way of putting things in our lives that we don't feel we need, but he knows that we need and we just can't, yeah. we can't figure it out. Like yeah. we'll see it later, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, at, at one, at some point in time, I'll tell my testimony and it's interesting because I've told Alan Yeah. and when you, and even yours, I'm sure if you, if you look at it, you can tell now, aha, that makes sense. Like that's mm -hmm. now I see 
where this was, where this was God working in my life. Like he didn't let me go. Like Alan says, you know, he held, he still had his, had his hand around me uh, because we didn't walk away. We didn't forego or forsake God. We, we turned to him and there, and Mm -hmm. you can still see those things. Now you're being blessed, even though some of those blessings don't feel like it. They are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Blessings doesn't mean that it's something positive all the time. No, no, or fun <laughs> or happy or. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Or it yeah. can't be used by somebody else. Yeah. I just was reading uh, while you were talking because I, I had no idea uh, that Helen Keller had a teacher uh, until, until you just told me this lady's name. And that lady was partially blind. Yeah. At mm-hmm. 20, yeah. at 20 years yeah. old. And yeah. she. I guess she became her teacher and then had a stroke at 35 and was completely blind. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So, I mean, I yeah. didn't know anything about this lady, but uh, I thought that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. There's stories. I mean, you'd imagine, you know, and cause there's, you know, there's days where I'm like, well, I just don't want to, I don't feel like, and then it's like, well, you, you know, yeah, right. You can't do yeah, that. That like it's gone through so much and, and, you know, and, and, achieved so much you know i don't know it's like those stories like that you know do you follow that. that one person on instagram i post some of her stories the one going through hospice Mm-mm, i don't think so uh, I'll, I'll have to forward it to you i don't remember yeah her. i do i don't remember uh-huh. her name but anyway she's documenting her really you don't follow her like that's I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm sorry. That sounded so bad. Really? Jeez. What kind of Christian are you? you? Oh my goodness. Jeez. That was awful. (laughs) That was horrible. Uh, yeah. So anyways, good talking to you. Uh, no. So anyways, I've, I've posted a lot of her stuff or re reposted it and I, gosh, I cannot think of her name, but anyway, she's chronicling her journey through hospice. Wow. Uh, and she, you know, she has a very short time to live. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks. They took the, the feeding tube away from her, but she, she writes, uh, such Christian, you, you know what I mean? Like I can't complain yeah. about anything. And she's got a smile on her face the in most time. of the pictures. The yes. whole time. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember her name. I'm such a moron. But I'll anyway, that up it's on your account or you have them reposted. Yeah, it's on my account. I'm going, I only have, I only follow 45 people, so it'll be easy to find. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll look for her. Wow, that's amazing. It's really, it really is, man, because when I look at it, you know, I'm like. And she gives God all the glory. She does yeah. through the whole thing. Oh, here it is. Brooklyn yeah. Speaks. Yeah, it has nothing to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, she, all, her, her whole entire, it says, follow my journey from hospice to heaven. And, mm. and she's a writer. So anyway, she. I can't believe you don't have her on there. Um, but anyways, it has, anyways, she, she talks like, you know, she talked about having her feeding tube removed and, you know, the, the ultimate fasting, she makes a joke about it, but you know, and that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you can't complain. She's going to, she knows she's going to die. We're all going to die. Right. And she has found joy in it, but yet we still find stuff to like, <laughs> You know, oh, I got to go get gas in the car today because my wife didn't fill up the tank. Jeez right. Louise. And, you know, we actually get upset about that stuff. Yeah. I, I know. And, it, and you put it in perspective and it's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy to me to, I don't know. We get, we get so, oof, you know, Alan and I talk a lot, you know, uh, I really, I find it refreshing that, that somebody else has the same mindset about a lot of 
things, Christianity, like, yeah. you know, that we, you and I talk about, and then to find that you feel the same way. And it's kind of a, you know, we've thought for a long time, it's been a year now we've been doing a podcast and we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of been like, well, you know, let's keep it kind of safe and kind of, right. And, oh, right. And we're a little edgy, but we're not, I think now, you know, we've been talking about the revolution. Yeah. I honestly believe that that's going to yeah. take place. I believe more and more people are realizing the church has dropped <laughs> it the will ball. When Christ comes back. <laughs> well, I'm saying before then, even yeah, right, I think more right. people are realizing the church has dropped the ball and they're finding their walk more satisfying, more diligent and more uh, fulfilling yeah. on their own. Yeah. They're finding that walk with Jesus. They're, they're, they're learning how to come closer. And they're a lot of people, like Erica said, you know, they, they see the mold of what a Christian should be. And they, they're like, I can never live up to that. And it's yeah. so important for all of us to reach out to the people that have went, because here's the thing. We don't have to, <laughs> the things that we went through yeah. wasn't always for our benefit. Those right. things mm-hmm. are to benefit other people that we can, we can yeah. love on and teach yeah. and help so. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, crazy, man. How does your, uh, how does your, now it's, you said it's been about seven years. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I mean, well, I want to ask about your writing. I, w- I wanted to just find out like, cause I know you have a new book that's going to mm-hmm. come, come out. Are you, did things change much from the first one as far as your style or your influence, as far as your Christianity? I have a hundred questions about it, but do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to ask? Like, did it change? Really? Yeah. So my, well, so I wrote one called a violent hope and I wrote that, um, after becoming, uh, a Christian after becoming a follower and actually parts of it, actually, believe it or not, I wrote before right. becoming oh. Christian. Cause it was a character that was just like in my head. And I, I knew like, no, she's a part of this story. And the biggest thing that I had to do is that, you know, the way I used to write is different than, than how, you know, I write now, obviously, because I, I want to write something that, you know, might hit heavy topics, but I want it also to be a clean read. Right. Like sure. I, and or you're honoring, yeah, honoring God. And, and, and for, and I just find like in this day and age, it's just too easy to be a lazy writer. Um, especially like with TV shows and stuff where people are just, you know, throwing out the curse words and everything's yeah. gratuitous. Yeah. And it just, it's just because you're lazy and you, and you, you have no talent. Sorry. That's my thing. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. You're going for the shock, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it gives me just like shock people. And, and, and that, you know, but I was like, how am I going to do this? So I had to pray hard because the parts that I had written before of this one character, I mean, she, you had a major potty mouth. And so I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm coming back, you know, to what I had originally wrote. And so I was like, Oh my. And so, you know, I just prayed through it and, and God really helped me work that out to where I, you know, you still understand her grief and what she's going through and as a young girl and, and all this stuff anyway. Uh, and she just, you know, one of the characters there, but, um, so my style changed in the fact that, you know, again, I want it to be a clean read that anyone can read, but I do hit a lot of heavy topics like, right. you know, abuse, drugs and other stuff that happen, suicide. Um, but, you know, there's always that lining of hope, you know, through the story and there's always redemption. And I guess, you know, if I had to, you know, I, I don't necessarily like saying my books are Christian fiction, although I guess technically, yes, they are. But I like right. to talk about um, I guess calling them redemptive fiction, if that makes sense, you know, this whole idea of redemption. Um, 
as it is about, you know, finally trusting in Jesus and allowing him to work through your life. And so with the book I'm writing now, um, you know, I'll try my best to describe it and it's going to sound like a crazy mess because I usually have to write the synopsis in order for me to really understand what it is I am writing. But um, (laughs) it's kind of like a two-part type thing. Um, So when I was younger, um, my um, great-grandmother, my family's from Little Rock and she lived in the house that she lived in for years and she had um, a neighbor um, who lived next to her, um, an older gentleman about her age who's just a sweetheart. Like he, you know, would like help her with groceries and like mow her lawn and him and great grandmother, you know, we, we, you know, my mom and grandmother and stuff were, you know, always just so kind to him and begging him and everything. But my great grandmother, she had severe mental illness and stuff. And so she never, you know, so it, it was just, she wasn't necessarily friends with him, but we all, you know, loved him and, and really embraced him and was thankful for his help. Well, one day, I guess, um, he had gotten, um, picked up by, um, two gentlemen who ended up, um, murdering him for a, uh, gang initiative. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible how they did it. It was terrible. And so anyway, um, and that always hit me, you know, being young, but being anyone and feeling like that. And at first, like being younger, I was just very angry and like mad and like, why would you do this? This guy was, you know, just the kindest person ever. And, and so all these things. And then what was interesting is that story has always stuck with me. And then like now on the other side of it, you know, be follower, follower, it's like, I'm, more assured of my grandmother or great grandmother's neighbor salvation than I am of the two gentlemen who did this. And so I started thinking about, well, what would make someone feel like they had to do this? What would be the background? What's going through their head? What's going through their heart? Is there room for redemption? Which I believe there always is, you know, yeah, especially if you're in that situation, if you're a part of that. And so I've written, you know, a couple of characters and and two of the characters are actually that first book. They're minor kind of characters. Um, they're now in this book um, as well. And it's kind of like their journey and what happens after, you know, a gang initiation. And then I have another character who is kind of more of a older, you know, middle-aged man who did the whole like quote unquote Christian thing, like go to church on Sunday, but now he's become an actual born again believer and it's causing tension in his own family. And he ends up working in a prison ministry, which is going to allow him to meet um, one of the other characters, you know, from that, you know, first story and, and just kind of how through their, you know, both of their faiths, you know, like how um, God works and Jesus works. I know this is very vague. I'm still like, trying to. No, it's good. No, I get, I'm following it. Cause I've yeah. read the, I read the thing from your website on the first book, so I can see where it, I can see where it goes into the next book. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I was trying to, and I think that's what, you know, as I'm writing, I'll probably do that as like, you know, for next book, maybe if there's, you know, some characters in this one that I, you know, bring up to the next and kind of keep going like that. Cause it's just, I don't know how the stories work in my head, but um, so yeah. And, and before, um, you know, before, you know, becoming a follower, um, the books I wrote, were, I don't know, like they're more, I guess, women's fiction and, you know, darker, you know, type thing. Right. Um, so it's just very different. And there was really no hope. Your life's done. You're dead. Right. <laughs> it's four pages long. I know, yeah. Well, we can, I mean, that's kind of how, I mean, how life sometimes, you know, people are just constantly, you know, everything's dark and despair and, and Christ mm-hmm. is the hope, like, you know, and that's the, the, the way that it can be explained to people. It gives them something to look forward to. And, 
you know, we talked about this for a long time, man. I don't know what the missing link is for people that, you know, I have a guy I've talked to for a while, um, last couple of years that I, you know, I talked to him about Christ and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good, man. Thanks. You know what I mean? And I'm like, really? Like you have, you have nothing to lose. So why would you risk losing everything? Like, yeah. like people, I don't understand. Don't like, no, they don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, that's just so sad to me, man. I look at that and I'm just like, wow. Like, and it's honestly, it's, it's so hard to explain to someone when you have had that internal yeah. change and yeah, you right, have right. that yep. confirmation from the Holy spirit. That is so yeah. hard to convey to someone else. Yeah. Cause I you was that to. dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like five years yeah. ago, I was solid. That guy. Yeah. Um, you couldn't tell me nothing, but now no one could tell you different. So it's weird, right? But you can't lose touch of that yeah. because then you become somebody that's not their feet still aren't on the ground trying to reach people for the cause of Christ. Right. They're past that. And that's like, that's why I think like reading Paul so helpful when he's talking about like. Oh my gosh. Romans seven. The things I do. I'm like, okay, listen. Yes. Yes. We're constantly doing the things like, yeah, Yeah, the things I don't want to do. I do the things I don't want to do. I'm still doing them. And the, you know, I'm still going to do them tomorrow. I'm like, okay, where is the hope here? You know, but it is true. Like he, if you think about it, like where he came from, Jesus selected him. He wasn't, you know, he was selected after the fact that, that everybody knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then after, after the Ascension, Paul still struggled all the time. It wasn't a pretty life. It was quite ugly actually. When you read through Romans and uh, you know, all the other stuff that he's written, it's just like, geez, Louise, man, Uh, it gives us hope because like, like Erica said, you know, we, we have, we grew up, most of us have grown up with this ideal of what a Christian would be, should be, looks like, and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But when you read in the Bible about Paul, and he's keeping it real. He's been, you know, I struggle with these things, even though I, you know, I have my salvation. I understand that. And the Holy Spirit has given him confirmation. He still struggled with it. And it, it makes it where other people are like, oh, so being perfect isn't part of being a Christian? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I can do that then. It's two-sided. You know, for me, it's two-sided. Like, I, you can't, I can't go pour out all this passion that I have for like reading the Bible and prayer and the Holy spirit and Christ center. I can't, I can't pour that onto somebody that has no idea what I'm talking about. Right. You have to relate in a world that they live in. Yeah. And that's what Paul would do. Paul would, right. you know, Paul would be in that. He didn't change who he was. He may have changed his environment. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I think we, I think we can come across to, uh, to Christians sometimes, you know what I mean? For people that really need to be, and I I know that sounds horrible to say to Christian, but I did a, I did a house cleaning on Instagram recently because I was like, okay, nah, that, this isn't real. This isn't realistic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and I just, people, you know, we have to be careful. We have to be intelligent and uh, knowledgeable, but it's of all things, Christ, not all things of the world. I could care less anymore. Uh, yeah. how much yeah. smarts I have about the world and <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean uh, to cut I, you off on a tangent. Sorry. No. <laughs> we can I, get I, fired I, up over here. 
I, I hear you. <laughs> um, so what's it look like for you now? I mean, what do you feel like? Uh, here's a question I want to ask. I asked, uh, my aunt was the first person we talked to earlier today. And, and I just asked this question and if you don't, I mean, I, I hate to put people on the spot. I should have told you ahead of time oh, no. that there'd be a test. Um, <laughs> what, uh, if you had to say there was a ministry for you, what do you, what would you say that ministry is? I'd say, uh, well, I mean, through my writing, I definitely want to try to connect with people who used to, who I used to be a lot alike. Um, you know, I, I want to, kind of like when we're talking about Paul, it's just appeal to more of their, so, um, I don't know if they're, if they're readers, if they like yeah. this, that. Yeah. poetry of, of good writing that type of thing and i'm not saying oh i'm the best writer no i'm just saying like I, that's one of the things i didn't want to do is this like flowery christian writing or quote-unquote christian that just didn't connect i want to be like okay i grew up on plath and and Ansexton and i read beckett i did all these things but i'm gonna do it through a perspective for christ you know like that's yeah. what yeah. i want to do and i want people to be able to like connect with that and see see the darkness in it only to get to the light. That makes sense. You know, like, yeah. okay, I, yeah. I see the struggle. I understand, but Oh wait, she's saying, you know, here's Christ, here's Jesus. There's, you know, there's something else beyond this. So I, I think definitely on that aspect for my writing. And then, um, I, um, you know, day to day, I like connecting a lot with, um, when I can, like with, um, the homeless and then with people that, um, you know, just, just need help, like at our church. Um, I, I love helping with our non-food pantry. So we help with, um, just, um, things, uh, you know, uh, items like, like clothing you know, and blankets. Yeah, well, and... yeah. Yeah. Deodorant and like, um, and toothpaste and just all those like things, the, the essentials that you don't think about. We also have like a food pantry at the actual church office, but, um, but I run this with a couple, um, two other families and, and it's been just great connecting with people and talking with them and praying with them and it just being just kind of like a, an open door to their lives and getting to, to connect yeah. with them. Like you were saying, like that's what's what it's all about. Really like loving people isn't oh, and then I read this that <laughs> right. you shouldn't, you know, right. learn about this. Oh, it's about just hi, what's your name? Like I mean, yeah. really like, you can't, we have, we have, go ahead. No, go ahead. Alan. Go I ahead. was just going to say, we have to go to people where they are. Yeah. They yeah. can't, we can't yeah. expect them to rise to where we are, right. you know, until we go down and we help them yeah. where they're yeah. at. So, yeah. And it, and it's, we have to, like, I think we just have to be in the Bible. Like that's the most important to me. Like if, if you're letting some other guy tell you what the Bible says, you're missing it. Like you're missing it. If you're yeah. not in it, reading it and trying to understand, yeah, it helps to get a different perspective, but it's sure. not, he can't apply it in your life. You, yeah. you're the only one that can go out and, and make it applicable in your life. You know, you're the only one that's going to be in touch with the Holy spirit. They can't yeah. tell you what, the Holy Spirit's telling you, right? Like, yeah. you know I mean? It's just like, it's, it's crazy. And people just need to be, there's so many people that just don't read their Bible. Like they just don't read it. Oh yeah. Tons. Tons. And and, yeah. And I'm, I, I didn't mean to cut you off again. <laughs> it's your style, buddy. Nah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get it in now. I'll never get it in. Oh, gotcha. um, no, no. 
good. You know, I think it's important that we share our talents uh, as whatever the ministry is. Um, you know, a lot of, some people can teach, some people can, you know, go out and, and like you, you can write. And I find that, you know, that that kind of talent, re- talent really resonates with people because they find it realistic. They can relate yeah. to that. They don't, they don't look at it and go, because I'll tell you what happens. You look at some of the Christianity and, and the, the, the rock music and the lights. And then you go to the church and you start getting pumped up. The minute you leave, you don't feel like that. Right. It's a letdown. And, and then you go and you're like, wow, uh, I'm going through this awful thing, but I got to wait till Wednesday because I haven't learned (laughs) how to do it on my own. Right. And that's a big part. I mean, discipleship is a huge piece, man. It is a huge piece for people. Um, anyways, anyways, Alan's looking at me like, all right, like it's not your podcast. Bro. No, Bill. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely Just right. Say no. Discipleship is a huge part. Yeah. And because people, it's, it's simple. People don't know how much the people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yep. And that, yep. that's applicable to every level yeah. in Christianity from the preacher on down. Nobody yeah. cares how much knowledge you have, but if you don't care about me, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. We just got to meet people where they are, love them and, and, and talk to them. We got to guide them. We can't expect people to be where we are, you know, after right. two weeks when we've been walking this walk for years. Right. Well, I think you can influence people too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. She'll definitely. influence people in the platform. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm saying as far as you cannot, ex- if someone's not lining up the way you think they should line up when it, in a couple of weeks or you right. know something right. unrealistic, right. you, know, you just got to be patient and love on people yeah. and where they are. Yeah, I agree. So I agree with you for one Alan. <laughs> Good. Finally. <laughs> Well, I'd like to have you come back and uh, definitely would like to have more of a follow-up conversation. Um, if you would be down with that, that'd be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like talking about all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. There's so much. And I mean, obviously it, we could, we could talk, Alan and I could for a while. Absolutely. And I just love the fact that she, you know, she's treat, she's keeping it real and she understands, you know, that not everyone's going to fit into this perfect mold because that's what Christianity is. We're all different. We all started a different place. Yeah. And I just, I'm going that's, to the same place. Well, absolutely. Saved ones and that's, the, that's it. The only two people, there are only two groups when this earth stops spinning, yeah. right. when we die, it's going to be the saved and unsaved. It's not going to be the white to black or the, the Baptist or Presbyterians. Yeah. None of that right. stuff's going to matter. Are you saved? Or are you unsaved? That's, that's all that matters. Yeah. There won't be, yeah. there won't we, be lines in heaven where we're called out into different groups. And we need to take as many people with us as we can. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, so. let me give you, let me give the information real quick. So your website is ericaclay.com. It's not www, but I think you can get there by doing that. Can't you or no? And yeah, you can put www. Okay. Dot. Yeah. I yep. think I just did it. Yeah. So you can either do it www dot or just ericaclay.com. And then what is your, do you know your Instagram thing? Yes. Uh, it's uh, at dear Erica. So like D E A R and then Erica with a C because why not? So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And the book that's already out is a violent hope. And then the other one that you're working on is up from the ashes. Um, yes. Coming sometime later this year in the fall. 
Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whenever you get around to it, whenever right. in God's timing. I've been working on the book for two years. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I've been 52 years. Right. Uh, anyways, thanks, Erica. I appreciate it. And we definitely will get you back on because there's some more things we want to talk to you about. But obviously, we want people to uh, take this into bite sizes. So we appreciate what you did. Erica, Absolutely. It, was, it was great. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. You're welcome. And I'll uh, I'll send you some information on the the uh, Instagram that I told you about. Yes, thank you. Okay. That would be great. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Bye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.